and welcome to another episode of Decentralize with Cointelegraph. My name is Joe Hall and I'm a reporter who loves to travel the world reporting on Bitcoin. Bitcoin stories have taken me to Dakar in West Africa, San Salvador in Central America, Cape Verde in the Atlantic Ocean, and now Bedford, one hour north of London. Yep, last week I spent a few days in the not-so-exotic but charming and sleepy suburban town of Bedford. The British town of 170,000 people isn't known for much. It's more of a place to go through than to go to. And as you'll soon discover, Bedford has fallen on hard times as of late. But wait, what does this have to do with crypto? Well, Bitcoiners from all four corners of the world have descended on this unassuming town thanks to the efforts of one man, Peter McCormack. A local Bedford boy, Peter hosts the number one Bitcoin podcast from his hometown. He bought his local football team and a bar in the centre of town, all with Bitcoin in mind. He wants to raise up his town and make it the home of Bitcoin in the UK. So I went to Bedford to have a pint in his bar and to watch the Bitcoin football team, Real Bedford, not real Bedford, play the last home game of the season and to see them lift the trophy because it turns out that Real Bedford are being promoted next year from the South Midlands League. Well-known Bitcoin thought leaders such as Jeff Booth, Ben Ark, Lawrence Lepard and James Lavish were there too. So I asked them, why had they travelled thousands of miles to visit this town? And what is it about Bitcoin that means you end up in rather strange, unassuming places? First, I enjoyed a pint with Bitcoin advocate Jeff Booth author of The Price of Tomorrow and partner to Ego Death Capital. He travelled over 5,000 miles to visit Bedford for the first time. Is there a risk that there's a rich Bitcoiner who's like, I like football, so I'm going to buy a football club. I like beer, so I'm going to buy a bar. Is, is he really raising up the town of Bedford? Is there a risk that he's just, you know, satisfying his own interests? Here's the thing, why is that bad? There's nothing wrong with that. It's true. And so through his interests, he infects others through, so other people that like football and other people that want to follow his interests to take this to a championship premier league and everything else now have an expression that they can join the ride and be part, uh, and, and be part of it. Why is anybody's idea for what they want to do bad? That's actually how we create, uh, create all of the future, right? We'd, people have ideas that, that they want to create and people move that direction. So uh, to me, um, it, and, and more importantly, if you, Peter knows, you know how Bitcoin is a piece of, is, is a critical piece in the puzzle of a phase transition that society is going through. So he's going to do that and create a lot of, he's early in doing that. He's going to create potentially a lot of wealth and, uh, in, in doing that and create, um, a ride, but he's also going to bring a whole bunch more attention to Bitcoin and it, so the byproduct of everything he's doing is actually making Bitcoin stronger and uh, so I, I, I could care less what he wants to do right uh, is and he's so he, he's using he's using this vehicle to be able to advance a whole bunch of other stuff which is really cool yeah and by the way but all places start out as nothing right <laughs> yeah like Alvante, right yeah exactly and 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 an economic an economic growth like what bitcoin could do here and drive attention and more and more people you it, it emerges and a whole bunch of other businesses flock into there and it creates uh it creates something that would look different just like el zante looks different than it probably did 10 years ago oh yeah for sure for, yeah i mean i think it's fair that peter's calling this the, the, the capital or the hub 
of Bitcoin activity in the UK? Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about uh, the UK, but a bit. But Just because Jordan's there, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But 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 really, like we went to Edinburgh, and and that was really cool too. There's all these pockets, and those pockets. I I, I would say when I think about Bitcoin, it's it potentially is the largest country, one of the largest countries today. In that's not what I but it, but it's but it's digital in nature and it's spread out everywhere. So those Bitcoiners are very connected, and they actually have massive purchasing power that if they started to shift it would would shift the balance of power <laughs> right to uh to bitcoin really quickly but that it's so distributed that it hasn't built really strong network effects lo locally and there, and so that local connection and some of those network effects is happening it's just early in that and it's early in that because because for a long time all you could do with bitcoin is hold it there was no lightning. There was no Fetty coming on. There was no. There wasn't a whole bunch of other ways to be able to use it. So people just held it. I took to the streets of Bedford, microphone in hand, to ask local Bedfordians what they think about the town as well as Peter's plan. Here's what they had to say. Are you familiar with the football teams in Bedford? No, my dad would be annoyed with me. He's, you know, he's uh, he's been following Bedford Town for a while, but. Uh... I'm not. I'm a Leeds fan, and I sort of slightly follow Luton Town, but I'm not a Bedford Town fan. Other than that, no, I don't know much about local football. And what about Real Bedford? Have you heard that story there? I haven't. So Peter McCormack, um, he bought Real Bedford, and he's um, trying to do something special with the club. Have you seen this? Heard of it? I no, I haven't. No, I don't know anything about it, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> so he's um, like a, a Bitcoin podcaster. Yeah, that my dad might have told me about beer, huh? Yeah, I don't know much about it, but he, because he went to Bedford Town the other day and he said something about someone to do with Bitcoin. I don't know much about cryptocurrency, so I just, it, it went over my head. I don't know what he was talking about, but yeah, if it brings any, any excitement to Bedford, that's a good thing because Bedford, I think, I don't think it's me who thinks that Bedford needs a bit of life being put back into it. You know, it's had a tough few years. A lot of shops have left, you know, next I don't need to list them all denims, but it, you know it's real lack in investment. So anything that brings money, excitement, uh, and a bit of dynamism to the to the city or city town, even you know, it'd be good things. Pleasure to chat. Thank you so much. Let's hear from a few more locals about Bitcoin and Rail Bedford in Bedford. So you're local, yeah, yeah. So uh, have you lived here your whole life? Whole life. Oh, amazing. Are you familiar with the football scene here, Bedford Town? Yeah, Bedford Town. Okay. What about Rail Bedford? I've heard of Rail Bedfords. They're doing pretty well after doing that takeover sort of thing they got. Uh, so I don't know who's taken over, but they're doing much better than Bedford Town, to be honest. <laughs> wow, interesting. But were you a Bedford Town fan um, the whole time, whole time growing up here? I've always been a, I've always been Bedford Town. You've always got to support your local team cool. and everything like Bedford Blues Rugby Club as well. Yeah. So yeah, nice. Okay, because you know that Rail Bedford was taken over by a local lad called Peter McCormack, and the whole thing is to put Bitcoin on the front of the shirt and to you know sponsor the club with bitcoin companies are you familiar with that part of the story no interesting have you been down to the club recently i haven't been no i haven't i've always been working as you can see <laughs> does bitcoin mean anything to you it's a digital currency i don't use it i'm not i don't intend to use it at the minute until it's like more safe in a way there can be the details can be stolen and stuff that's my opinion yeah so <laughs> i don't know yeah cool man and and just last question i know you gotta go um, what do you make it? I mean, I'm stood next to a, a clo two closed down shops, and obviously Debenham, Debenhams has gone. 
it seems like the Howie Street is suffering at the moment. What do you make of the situation in Bedford right now? Everyone's going through hard times. You know, it's going to be great. They say they want open shops. We want to attract more business, but everyone's just down, depressed with everything going on. But to be honest, I feel like we can get better. We get the right government in anyway. But let's get us up, chair. But no, we we just need actually someone to put a finger out, get the main government to sort the stuff out, get attract more businesses. I don't know, H and M. Yeah. And Asda maybe, which we haven't got in Bedford. There's no Asda in Bedford. No. I was actually looking to buy um, an SD card for my camera. I think I'm just a little bit. And um, the like the nearest like um, I couldn't find a. There wasn't a lot of curries. There was a curries, but it was like John Lewis and a few other like tech shops that you know you you just trust. They weren't in Bedford. I thought that was quite interesting for quite a big town. Well, it's a city, isn't it, really? Almost. It will never make it. It has status. <laughs> but no, there are local phone shops that are really good. I do recommend if you ever want an SD card. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate your comment. I spotted on the streets a young lad in a full football tracksuit. He had quite a close relationship with the club. Hello. Are you local to Bedford? Do you know about the local teams here? Uh, I know Bedford Blues, yeah. Bedford FC. Yeah. But what about Rail Bedford? Yeah, I know Rail Bedford. Yeah, I, um, I've been... I went to the academy up near, um, yeah. oh God, what's it called? I don't remember where it is, but it's just outside of Bedford to go start trials for Bedford at the moment. So I'm currently waiting to hear back from them, to see if I have got in, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I will get back in. But do you know about their sort of relationship with Bitcoin at Bedford, at Rail Bedford? Really? That's fascinating. Have you, have you been to the game like, to see if he matches? to one of their games like yeah. once or twice just to see what's going on but yeah. nothing really because the, the the guy that bought the club a local lad called Peter McCormack he's trying to sort of use the club to educate people about Bitcoin and raise awareness about Bitcoin so did that ever come across your radar when you're at the club? I, I've heard of Bitcoin I've, I don't really get how it works and all that stuff but like I've heard that if you can invest in Bitcoin you can make some serious money off it and for that for the guy who's running Bedford FC he must be doing a good job because he's keep, he's keeping he's keeping the club alive and he's bringing in new players at once now and then so if he keeps on doing his job he'll be all right it was just sort of the general atmosphere in Bedford right now you know there's a lot of closed shops it feels a bit down it feels empty like I kind of like what I feel sorry for in Bedford is you see a lot of homeless people around Bedford these days like sitting on the street and people don't take them as seriously and then from like as you can see all the shops closed this would be like hot spots for like homeless people just to sit out here's peter mccormack himself on the sideline as well as during one of the podcast live events hosted by what bitcoin did his podcast have you always loved bedford i love yes um yeah but you don't really think about it as a kid i don't you know when you're like 15 years old, you're like, oh my God, I love Bedford. And you and look at America and go, oh, God, oh my God, I want to go to America or shit like that, right? Um, so no, but as an adult, I've come to appreciate it more. I think there was a time where I was looking to move to Texas. Yeah. And there was a time where I was looking to move to London. And I was thinking, well, you know what? Why don't I actually just try and do something in my hometown? My friends are here, that's where I'm from. And and so, yeah, and, and I think in doing this, I've come to really love the town. Yeah. Because people have got behind the project really supported me. I mean, for all the volunteers every week and come out and help, all the people who come and support us, right? you know, that makes me love it more. What's been your most sort of favourable uh, or memorable fan interaction so far? Oh, that's a good question. Can I give you two? Yeah, of course. So the guy who runs the Minneapolis Supporters Club flew over for this. 
from Minneapolis, from Minneapolis, Minneapolis. That is, you know, this is trip that's costing thousands. And he came at the first game. He was here. He was like, he had his first arm and he was waving. He was shouting at the ref. He was loving it. He stayed all week. He's got hammered. He ended up going out drinking with a couple of girls from the girls team. And he, I think he's had the time of his life. And watching somebody come all the way from Minneapolis. Look, you're from England. This is Bedford, mate. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. And he's come here and he's backing us and love it. So I love that. But there's another thing I like. There are a group of four lads who don't know into Bitcoin. They don't know me through Bitcoin. Who came very early in the season. And they've basically come nearly every game and a lot of the weight games. They're now actual supporters. And so those four are like, okay, how do I get 400 of you now? Yeah. How do I? And that's all I'm thinking about. And those two things I absolutely love. What's the most sort of unexpected problem you've had to deal with? Like the biggest challenge that you've had to deal with? The thing you're losing? Ah, oh, that's a tricky one. Is there something that's really stressing you out? No. Go to bed at night. You're like, I need to deal. I mean, look, things. it's like funding a stadium. I can get us up through the leagues. We need a stadium. That, that is on my mind. Uh, I like. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can get seven halves to ten million out of bitcoins. Listen, yeah. that money exists. You know. So that's the only thing on my. No, nothing's really stressing me out. Yeah. Mostly, we just yeah, nothing. It's weird, isn't it? But is that just? I mean, do you put the graph there? But if you'd have asked me six, six weeks ago, I, I would have said the thing that was stressing me out was we fuck up, we're on a bad run, we lose three games, we're in the playoffs, we don't get up. The thing that's stressing me next season is do we go up? So that's it. It's all I care about. And so I'm, I go to my manager and I will say to him, I said to him at the start of the season, I said, tell me exactly what you need to win promotion and I will give you it. And he told me and he did it. And I'm going to do exactly the same. What do you need? And I will give you it. But let, let's be honest, can he really do much without the support of the local Bedford people? Or is it more about this global movement channeling into a grassroots local space? I also spoke with a local councillor from Bedford who showed up at the Rail Bedford match. Here's what he had to say. You're a local councillor here. What is your job? Why are you a local councillor? So I, I, I've been a local councillor for four years now. I was the youngest ever one elected back in 2019. My sort of job covers two areas, mostly community-based, helping people uh, on a local level with any issues they have, all the way to sitting on committees such as climate change and budget and corporate and things like that. So it's a wide range in scope of things I do. Um, and sometimes coming out to community groups such as you guys here. And how does football fit into that and how does the bitcoin element of this football club fit into that i'm uh, i'm more on the bitcoin side cryptocurrency side than the football side um i've never actually worked directly with this football team or any or any of the football teams here um but it's great to see them growing and you know it's great to see bitcoin coming to my town you know i've been i've been involved with cryptocurrencies for about three four years now um and to see some of the faces that are here as well as peter being here and like back in this football club it's massive it's massive and it just makes me feel Really proud to be from Bedford and makes me really excited, to be honest. I've been speaking to a lot with locals over the past couple of days like in the streets. And I'll be honest, everyone's got a very negative outlook on Bedford right now. The town centre is pretty tired. Lots of shops closing down. Inflation's high. People are shopping online. There's a real sense that, you know, of loss, I'd say, about Bedford right now. To what extent can a football club and Bitcoin, can it really raise up a community? Massively, massively. And because those issues aren't just happening in Bedford. They're national issues. High streets across the high streets across the whole country are shutting down. You know, we've gone through Brexit, COVID, living crisis. We've been hit left, right, and centre in terms of our economy. So, how can Bitcoin cryptocurrencies help in that way? Is what you're asking here. It's, it's starting to happen with this football club. You know, we're getting international attention, which is bringing international money. And you know, when you're a business and you 
accept cryptocurrencies, your customer base expands massively. You know, you're attracting more people, which is why there's so many international people here already, because they're interested in cryptocurrency. They're interested in Bitcoin, which is bringing them here to Bedford. Um, so in terms of enhancing an area, um, I think there's still a lot of, uh, it, it can only bring good in my eyes. I think there's still got to be a lot of um, education around it on how, you know, my mum or my dad can go to a coffee shop and buy Bitcoin. You know, they wouldn't feel comfortable about doing that yet. But that sort of thing happening in the town can only boost an economy in a way. Sweet. Cheers. It was fascinating to hear from a local councillor who's at the heart of local politics. But let's go back to the Bitcoin community. I caught up with Gandalf, surprisingly that's not his real name, who works for Brains, a Bitcoin mining company. In terms of, you know, Peter, is it just a rich Bitcoin dude that's got a load of coins, got a load of money, successful podcast, and he's like, I like footy, going to buy my local club, I like a beer, going to buy my local bar. Um, is that what's playing out here, or is there something really meaningful? Does he actually care? Like, does Peter actually care about Bedford and Bitcoin? I think obviously he does, yeah, because otherwise he wouldn't be doing these things. Uh, he wouldn't be trying to merge like the things he likes with Bitcoin. The bar, I don't think, is really going to be a Bitcoin thing. I think that's just, he's it's going to be a bar. It might accept Bitcoin in the future, but it's not like a Bitcoin. He's not turning it into a Bitcoin bar, but suddenly the club is a Bitcoin football club, for sure. And it's a smart, I mean, it's a smart strategy to combine two things, to combine, like, to niche down, like, football, right? That's a huge thing. Niche it down to, like, Bitcoin football club, right? then you you capture an audience there. If you just bought Bedford and called it Real Bedford and it was just a local team, we wouldn't all be here. Like He's been very clever about making it a Bitcoin thing and then that gets new support and new attention into the club. And up next is local teenage sensation Will Roberts. You might recognise his voice as he's been the commentator at McMullen Park for the past season. Right, Will. Hello. Will, you've been the commentator for the past year now, first season as commentator. How's that been? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, uh, when, when becoming a commentator, you're always, you're always looking for narratives mm -hmm. and you're always looking for a story to tell. And there is no better story at the moment than this, really. So it's, it's been really nice to document the journey and, and try and put my words over it here and there. Um, so, so for that, it's, it's just been really, really exciting. What has that narrative been then? What is the story that's most sort of been compelling to you? Oh, well... The story here is that you have somewhat of a, a, a pantomime villain in cases of, of Peter Cormac who sort of comes in and, and, and radicalises everything, changes everything, and, and everyone automatically goes against it. That's just British culture and nature, isn't it, really? And, uh, and, and slowly he's turning the, the favour and support of, of locals and, and the general public and, and their understanding in a, in a similar vein to, to what he's done with Bitcoin, really. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a very similar sort of strategy of sort of more and more people are learning that this is this is a good thing this yeah. is a very good thing that's going on right now and and on the field um obviously there's a there was a lot of worry and fear about you've got an amazing team that should be winning the league yeah. but that's a lot of pressure in football anything can happen that's why we watch it and why we keep on watching it so um uh, I, I mean that story of of just winning every i mean that first loss in october against rugby that was massive that was a big sort of one of those question marks that was played in and but then obviously that uh, reverse fixture away at rugby um back in well i think it was in late feb maybe early march i mean that was a some story as well winning there so look it's uh it, it's really sort of brought in sort of different spiels of the narrative and and, and clumped them all together and i think monday was a perfect sort of epitome of that and a, and a really good ending to this first chapter 
Jordan Walker, the CEO of the UK Bitcoin Collective. Had you been to Bedford before Bitcoin? No, and I don't think I'd really heard of it or knew where it was. I can get a map and tell you exactly where Bedford was. And I was getting off the train earlier today, and I was like, if it wasn't for Bitcoin and it wasn't for Peter, there's no way that I would have come here. There's, there's no way, there's no reason I would have come here. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a bit strange coming off and just thinking like, that's what brought me here. In the next interview, I managed to speak to a group of girls about the Bedford scene. Apologies for the audio quality, but what they had to say about Bedford really frames the story. Do you know the football scene a little bit in Bedford? Do you know which two local clubs are here? Hampstead Rovers, is that one? Is that uh, the one that's now called Real Bedford? Did you hear about this takeover? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to a game? No, not yet. No. Okay. Um, do you know what's special about that takeover? No. It's, it's not like a trick question. I'm just trying to work out if you do know. <laughs> so they've made it, well, the owner, a guy called Peter McCormack. Do you know him? No. Okay. So he's sort of bought it and he's put Bitcoin logos on the shirts and he's made it so that you can pay in Bitcoin there and players can be paid in Bitcoin if they want to. Okay. Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what Bitcoin is? It's quite, like, uh, expensive. It's expensive, yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. Isn't it a um, currency? Yeah, it's a currency. <laughs> yeah. No, nailed it, that's good, yeah, okay, cool. And then, like, a couple of last questions. What do you make of the situation right now in Bedford? Like, there's a lot of closed shops. Um, it's really bad. It's really no, it's so bad. And, like, for people, like, our younger age, it's, like, really bad as well because there's nothing to do. There's no shops or anything that you can go to and get stuff from, like... Okay, it's not, like, that bad, but it's bad. All in all, I left Bedford with a spring in my step. It was enthralling and entertaining and exciting to see a local football team celebrating its first promotion into the league above. It was also amazing to see over 300 people gather to watch this non-Premier League side and cheer them on and be part of this movement and this transition to the future. What about the power of um, Bedford, the bar, your presence in the town? How has that sort of onboarded people into Bitcoin? Has it at all? Like, has it been a, a tool for... No, and it's... The, so the goal isn't to onboard the town into Bitcoin. The goal is to communicate Bitcoin to the country. It's a bit like... El Zonte was the seed that turned El Salvador into a Bitcoin country. I want this to be the seed that makes uh, our country understand and have better uh, regulations towards Bitcoin. So we're at the start of this. We've done our first promotion, a little bit of awareness. I keep telling everyone I'm going to get us in the Premier League. If we get promoted again, people will be like, oh, hold on, what's going on here? If we do it again, it's, it's going to be momentum that goes with that. And, um, and, and then we are known as the Nick Quantum. So Kim don't want to lay one. And, you know, when I write in the program, sometimes I write about censorship, sometimes I write about free speech, sometimes about Bitcoin, sometimes about the economic fisting. And so it's a bit more than that, actually, Joe. I think the thing about Bitcoin now is not about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is now about uh, a wide range of things. It's Nostar, it's Bitcoin, it's mainstream media lies, it is uh, uh, poor governance and regulation. I think it's all coming together as one now. And so the podcast... Is elevating into those areas. The football club will talk about those kind of things. So if anything, our tunnel, we're a rebel. We're, we're a rebel club. We're an anarchist kid. We're a punk rock yeah. club. And so that's what it is. Not, I'm going to get one in Bitcoin, uh, definitely suddenly buy Bitcoin. The one thing I've taken away from, I mean, I was here at the first game of the yeah. season and funnily enough, at the last home game of the season. Yeah. There's a real sense of community that's been built here. Yeah. On top of that, uh, there have not been other sort of things like the youth team, the women's team, like yeah. that exist prior to... No, the women's team did. They existed, both for girls and ladies, but... 
we partnered with them, provided them with kits. They're now going to come under our management next season. So they'll be Rail Bedford ladies. Okay. And we will have 200 young girls every week going out training under our brand. Give us another year, we'll have a, a, a youth. We're probably going to have a, di a disability team next year. And that's why I need a new facility. I need to raise seven and a half million quid, hopefully from Bitcoiners, where I can build a ground, three training pitches, uh, um, a gym and a rehabilitation centre. Have a, a centre for football and excellence in the town where people can come all day, every day and play football. Kids, adults, blind people, disabled, autistic kids, uh, uh, women. I want to build that in this, in this town. So there you have it. The football club that's slowly becoming the home, or maybe the stadium, for Bitcoin in the United Kingdom. And you know what? It all started because one Bitcoiner with a bit of cash and a dream decided to raise up his hometown. On a personal note, I hope that Real Bedford adds to the growing list of Bitcoin spaces around the world that are giving communities something to cheer on and to be proud of. From El Zonte's Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador, to Senegal's Dakar Bitcoin Days, to Bedford's Real Bedford Club, these local, community-first movements inspire people, and they also give me the uplifting content that I like to report on. Anyway, thank you for listening. And if you want to learn more, please check out Cointelegraph's YouTube channel, where there will soon be a documentary about the Peter McCormack Bedford Bitcoin story. As always, click the subscribe button or follow Cointelegraph on your social media platform of choice. I've been Joe Hall, reporting for Cointelegraph. Thanks for listening.